our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. They were too fast to be an airplane. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where you listen because you don't want to believe, you listen because you want to know. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in once again. This is episode number 16. And incidentally, just a few days ago, Veritas turned to the tender age of four months. A lot has happened in this short amount of time, and all thanks to you the listener, and to those volunteers around the world. I would like to remind you that all our past shows are available to you 24-7 by simply going to our website, veritasshow.com. This show is a listener-sponsored program, and we welcome your voluntary listener contributions. So no matter where around the world you're listening from, be it at our website or at any of our affiliates or even on your iPod, Please take a moment the next time you're on the web. We make it very easy and have a secure PayPal donation button on our homepage, VeritasShow.com. Please make a contribution to keep Veritas alive. No contribution is too small. Veritas is available on Fridays on our website and through the following affiliates. KROX Zero Point Radio, the Black Vault Radio Network, and the Paranormal Radio Network. UPRN 105.8 FM, New Orleans. And more stations are coming soon. You can listen to The Veritas Show on iTunes and RSS feeds throughout cyberspace. We are heard in 114 countries. Yes, you heard that right. From 102, we have climbed to 114 countries. This is evidence that the truth looks beyond boundaries and ideology. I would like to welcome the following 12 new countries listening to Veritas. Bosnia-Herzegovina, Cambodia, 
Costa Rica, Cyprus, Equatorial Guinea, Iceland, Iran, Libya, Namibia, Reunion. And yes, Reunion is a French island territory located in the Indian Ocean east of Madagascar. Trinidad and Tobago and the U.S. Virgin Islands. The U.S. Virgin Islands being one of my former stopping grounds. So hello to my friends in Charlotte O'Malley in St. Thomas, Christiansted and Frederickstead in St. Croix. It's just incredible where the truth and the internet can take us. Tonight's special guest is Nassim Haramine, crossing the event horizon. Nassim will be with us in a few minutes. Next week's special guest is Bob Emenegger, the Holloman Air Force Base UFO landing. In my opinion, one of the most underrated and unknown UFO cases of all time. And the following week, David Sarita. Remember that we have extended the Veritas video contest. Instead of March 31st being the expiration or deadline, it is now April the 30th. So if you're listening and you want to send a promo video for the Veritas video contest, you have until April the 30th. The chat room is now open on Friday evenings through Sunday evenings. And the Manticore, the new forum, is open and free for registration. Go to manticore.com. And now to some news. In the past few shows, I have mentioned that Sergeant Clifford Stone has shared with me a number of declassified U.S. Department of Defense documents. I have also requested permission to share this information, and he has given me authorization to do so. The documents are now available at a special category called Members Only inside the Manticore. In order to access these documents, just register as a member at the Manticore by going to manticore.com and you will see a sub-forum called Members Only. If you are not a member, that forum is not visible to you and you will not be able to access it. Registration is free and it only takes a few seconds. And now I'm going to read to you some of the headlines from our blog. For the rest of the story, go to veritasshow.com and click on Blog. Cyber spies or solar storms, the real threat to U.S. electrical grid. UFO mystery solved, according to Area 51 workers. Otherworldly scenes found on seafloor. An extraterrestrial timeline. And Italy muscled scientists who foresaw quake. And before we take a break, let me remind you that if you have any questions for future guests, just send an email to mail at veritasshow.com or if you would like to recommend a guest, send an email to producer at veritasshow.com and just write a quick and compelling summary of why you believe that guest should be on the Veritas Show. And I have something to share with you. At the end of the show, I will share with you a song I made back in 1998. Nothing professional. However, I sent it to the Billboard Amateur Musician Contest back then and it became one of the finalists in the world music genre. The funny part was that one day, As I was in need of printer paper, I grabbed the certificate, which was turned over, thinking it was a blank piece of paper. I put it inside the printer, and you can figure out what happened with it. At any rate, the song is called Desert Winds, and I'll include it 
at the end of the show. Have you ever wondered why those science classes were at all important? Were you ever curious about the mysteries of ancient Egypt? What about the modern mystery of crop circles? For that and much more, our special guest will attempt to answer all our questions. Nassim Harami. If you want to know, stay with us. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Nassim Haramein was born in Geneva, Switzerland in 1962. As early as nine years old, Nassim was already developing the basis for a unified, hyperdimensional theory of matter and energy, which he eventually called the holofractographic universe. His lifelong exploration into the geometry of space-time has resulted in an exciting comprehensive unification theory based on a new solution to Einstein's field equations. This groundbreaking theory, which incorporates torque, Coriolis effects, and the nonlinear mathematics of fractal systems, has been delivered to the scientific community through peer-reviewed papers and presentations at international physics conferences. His research into a variety of fields, including theoretical physics, cosmology, quantum mechanics, biology, chemistry, and ancient civilizations, has led to a coherent understanding of the fundamental structure and model of the universe. This new view leads to an in-depth change in our current perception of physics and consciousness, weaving together the sciences of advanced physics, cosmology, chemistry, and biology, as well as the wisdom and codes of the ancients. Haramine creates an exciting unified tapestry of space-time, which may prove to be one of the most important scientific, philosophical, and technological discoveries of our time. Haramine is the Director of Research at the Resonance Project, a 501c3 public charity dedicated to the exploration of unification principles and their implications in our world today. The Foundation is actively developing a research park where science, sustainability, green technology, and permaculture come together. By popular demand, it is my privilege to introduce to you, directly from New York, where he's currently traveling through, Nassim Haramid. Nassim, thank you so much for joining us on the Veritas show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that we get to talk. It's our pleasure. Nassim, first of all, please pronounce your name so that throughout the interview I'm pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> My name is Nassim. Nassim Haramid. Nassim Haramid. Very good. Nassim, for those who may not be familiar with you, and your work, maybe a few around the world. Why don't you take us back to your childhood growing in Geneva, Switzerland? Tell us of your history, your background, and how it came to influence your current philosophies. Okay, well, you know, it all started really when I was around 
10 years old. And actually, I, I, although I'm born in Switzerland, I, um, the, the first moments in which I realized there may be a problem in our concepts of the physics of the universe was when I was 10. And at that time, I lived in Montreal, uh, in Canada. And okay. And my first, uh, my first lesson in geometry. And it was a very crucial moment in my history because um, the teacher went to the blackboard and said, today we're going to learn about dimensions. And it's the first lesson in geometry. And, you know, when he said that, because I was a very imaginative boy and I lived in, you know, a whole world inside my head, uh, when he said we're going to learn about dimensions, that I thought he was going to talk about that. And uh, it was a completely different than what I expected. Right. It was a very important lesson. And uh, basically the teacher made a little black, a little dot on the blackboard and said, that dimension zero, and it didn't exist. And as soon as he said that, I knew I was going to be in trouble because um, I could see the dot all the way from the back of the class. So if I could see the dot, how is it that it didn't exist? And that was really the start of my exploration of the concepts of dimensions, the concepts of reality, and how it influenced our world. Tell us a story of how the... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, tell us a story of how the trip home from school was an hour and a half because you kept getting kicked out of school, schools that were closest to your home, and you had to go further and further. And a physicist told you you were furthering your education that way. That's right. Uh, I, you know, I was, uh, I, was all, I was commonly in trouble at school because... Uh, I wasn't paying attention much. I, I, like I said, I lived in this whole world was occurring in my head at the same time. And I really thought that, you know, um, there was more important things in that world to learn than the stuff I was being taught at school. So I wasn't doing so good at school. So I kept on getting uh, kicked out or changing from one school to the other. So I ended up going to a school that was almost an hour and a half away from my, my school. And, and the physicist one day told me I was furthering my education that way. And in, in one way I was, because it, it was like during that time that I had so much time to think about reality, about the structure that we live in and the people around me. And, and during that time, after that lesson in geometry, that night coming back home, I realized that there may be some fundamental errors in, in our in our concepts of dimensions. And, you know, that first lesson where, you know, you get taught that a, the, the dot or the point is, is dimension zero and doesn't exist, and then it makes a line that's made out of dot that doesn't exist because it still doesn't enclose space. And then it, uh, a plane is generated out of four lines, and that plane... Uh, still doesn't exist because it still doesn't enclose space. And then all of a sudden, six um, non-existing planes are put together to create a cube. And that's thought to be existence. That's thought to be the third dimension. 
And, you know, I just didn't understand how, uh, you know, planes that are made out of lines that are made out of dots that don't exist, non-existing planes, if you put, like, thousands of them together, I don't care how many you got, you're still not going to enclose space. All you got is non-existence to the fourth, not existence. So I started to think there must be some fundamental error in this axiom of uh, of uh, creation, you know, axiom of dimensions. And so on the way home that night, I started to think, well, how can I solve this? I wanted to figure out a way to solve this fundamental axiom because for me, it was important to understand dimensions. I didn't know at the time, but like all of our math and physics, most of our physics are based on this concept. Like Einstein's field equation is based on flat space, and so is quantum theory, and so on. And so I realized we need to understand dimensions better. But at the time, in my bus on the way home, I thought, I'm going to solve this before I get out of this bus. And basically what I did is I I started to think about the dots and I expanded my mind, I expanded myself in my mind's eye so that I could see the bus from above. And I could see that as I rose up, the bus got smaller and looked like a dot. And then eventually the earth got smaller and looked like a dot. And eventually the solar system got smaller and looked like a dot. And the galaxy got smaller and looked like a dot. And all that seems like dots from infinitely big, you know, as far as I could go. So More I, or less oh, what we saw in the movie Contact at the beginning. Yeah, exactly, or uh, Power of Ten, or, you know, there's, there's multiple movies that have been made like that, or, or you know, this concept that has been, uh, you know, around for a while, but it's never really been applied to physics. In any case, I, I eventually came back in my mind's eye into my into the bus, and I looked at my hand, and I thought, oh, I wonder what it's made of. And I realized as I, you know, in my mind's eye went into my hand that it would be made out of dots we call cells, and then as I looked closely, it was made, that each cell was made of billions of little dots we call atoms, and and then I looked into the middle of an atom, and I realized, oh, wait, there's a dot in the middle. And that dot was probably divisible into smaller dots. And I thought, oh, it's dots all the way down. And actually, this was the first time I had a fundamental concept of, of dimensions uh, that looked much more like a fractal structure. Although I didn't know fractals at the time, I solved the problem of dimensions by saying the exact contrary than the standard axiom, by saying that the only thing that exists is the dot. The only thing that exists is the point, that dimension zero is divisible to infinity, and that the universe makes dots of all sorts of sizes that are divisible to infinity and arranges them together to produce all of our material world, all of our reality. Is the opposite also true? You were removing yourself from the bus, from planet Earth, from the galaxy. Is the opposite also true if you were going backwards? Uh, if you're going back, uh, say, uh, explain what you mean by that. Instead of you removing yourself. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.